How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to shove. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. everybody welcome to the thanks bud podcast i am chanel berlin i'm diane fan and this is our first time doing this podcast and we're doing it after also attending our very first frozen fury which was crazy we didn't even go to the whole weekend yeah we went to one day which is probably why it was so crazy is because we crammed as much fun and delight as we could and then drove for a million hours yeah. got back and we're sitting here now. Yeah. Um, so we're a little loopy, one. <laughs> yeah, so we just got in a car like half an hour ago. What a way to start a podcast. But, you know, thanks for joining. <laughs> we super appreciate it. Um, so the Kings finished their preseason record 3-3-1 uh, for a total, I think, of seven points among the league rankings, which is somewhere in the middle. Not great, not terrible, but fine. I don't know. Diane, how do you feel about it? Um, I feel pretty good because I we, while we were at Frozen Fury, like we ended up talking with a ton of Kings fans because they were everywhere, and that was great. And you know, some people are like, "Well, it's you get kind of like scared if they're good in the preseason. Like that's that's their peak. This is as good as they're gonna get, and the only direction to go is down. And so, but you don't want to be like horrible, like right. really upsettingly bad during the preseason either. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a nice kind of balance. You win some, you lose some, and then now that's over. Just go into the regular season. Right. I think another thing is, like, people constantly have pointed out the point of preseason is to evaluate the players more on an individual level than as a team. Um, So it's good that they are cohesive enough to have won some games, even with the lineup changing as they try to evaluate players. But it's also, even though, like, they lost last night and the second period in particular was a hot mess, I feel like overall you can see that the Kings are not really rusty. They've got a lot of the Kings worked out um, so that they could potentially have a strong start to the season, which is exciting for me because I what I don't want is to see them struggle um, kind of the way they did at the beginning of last season, even though it was shortened and they didn't have a training camp at all. So uh, hopefully they've got a little bit of that out of their system and they can just hit strong because they also start on the road, which they didn't have a great record for last season. So now we kind of have a lockdown on who's going to be on the team. Yeah. Um, in terms of defensemen just this just this morning. Right, yeah. We uh, went into the preseason with some big questions, and then as we were... No, let's be honest. As we woke up, we saw the news about um, Jeff Schultz. Um, which is funny to us, because we... L- honestly could not remember for the life of us that he was on the Kings. Yeah, we worked so hard to try to adapt to the fact that Jeff Schultz was a person in the world, let alone a person on the Kings. And we had gotten that far and had started to realize, oh, right, he's somebody who is possibly in the Kings system. And now... Now we don't have to care anymore. Now he's on waivers. I appreciate that. I don't have to care. (laughs) Although, um, while we were at the game yesterday and the guy who sat a couple of rows behind us yelled it best and it was... Keaton Ellerby, why are you here? What are you doing? And this is after Keaton Ellerby got two penalties in a row. Yeah, yeah. And um, the best part of that for me was how 
before the first penalty, I think the same dude was like, Ellerby, do something. Yeah, and then and he, he immediately a got a penalty. penalty. And we're like, well, he did something. <laughs> Not precisely what we wanted him to do. Yeah. But it's a very familiar... It, oh my god, it was so familiar seeing him slowly skating towards the penalty box, head down in shame. And I'm like, of, of course. Yeah, but Daryl Sutter um, is all about Keaton Ellery. He is like his biggest fan constantly um so we kind of figured he was gonna stay so i think for me the question was is jeff schultz gonna be the odd man out which sort of seemed like the logical step if you're like dedicated to keeping keaton ellerby or is martinez still kind of trade bait which he was rumored to be at points during uh last season um but luckily for alec martinez and for me because i like alec martinez he's sticking around at least for a while yeah he worked hard for that spot there were he was a lot more noticeable. Yeah. And in a good way, not yeah. a terrible turnover way. And, yeah. In the game against the Rangers on Friday night, um, there was, I forget exactly when it happened, but there was basically a time where the Kings, I think it was on the power play, like they had the puck and they took some shots. And I'm pretty sure that Martinez recovered almost every shot in one of those shifts to the point that they were in like the attacking zone for 45 seconds or something like that of this power play. I was like, oh, okay, so this is why Alec Martinez is on this team and clearly wants to stay here. Speaking of people who want to stay on the team and is and who are really, really showing that they want to stay on this team is Jordan Nolan, who oh we have had extreme concerns about in the past. Like we've had conversations uh, along the Keaton LRB lines as to like, what are you doing, yeah. Jordan Nolan? Because every time his name was mentioned, it was um, related to something my, not great. Yeah, my motto for Jordan Nolan last season was there is no tip-in that Jordan Nolan can't miss. But the last few games especially, he's taken a lot of shots. He's been there. Um, I was like, oh, does Jordan Nolan want to score a goal? Is he a forward? Oh, I guess he plays competitive hockey. <laughs> Way to realize or remember that hockey is a sport that you have to be competitive about and not just like a party you were invited to and then you got to win a cup and now you're just on this team forever. Um, I'm really glad to see him hustle a little more. Like in that game against the Ducks, I think he had, if not the highest, one of the highest numbers of uh, shots on goal with five of them. Jordan Nolan oh, yeah, had <laughs> yeah. five, you know, so... Um, and then he's been extremely physical. Yeah, he's the only player somehow actually who didn't get a suspension. And I think he's probably feeling super great about that after the hit on Klesla, which, I mean, didn't look malicious, but was a pretty intense There hit. was There was a stretcher involved, and anytime yeah. there's a stretcher involved, people are going to ask for people's heads and suspensions and all that. And, Nor- and Jordan Nolan didn't get a suspension. I think um, it's been good to see him. Like, he could have followed that up with just more, like, goon type of behavior um, and been... A continuing annoyance to me but so far actually I'm excited to see what Jordan Nolan will do this season which is a strange feeling to have because it's Jordan Nolan. John Rosen mentioned that in the last four periods three Jordan Nolan hits have drawn um, six minor penalties from the other team uh, and it was it was great to see that in action actually um, at Frozen Fury because there was just like a huge flare-up at the net and it was just it was kind of like chaos and everyone saw the hit that Nolan had hit had had placed on, I don't know who it was, but he was probably uh, chirping with Bortolo. And after all of that kind of like settled and everyone skated to their respective benches, you look up on the really terrible scoreboard, let's be honest. <laughs> um, you can see the person moving the cursor around and saw that there were two penalty, or one minor penalty, and then one person got two more yeah. minor penalties um, on a hit that Jordan Nolan did. Related to that, actually... 
I, okay, when Daniel Carcillo got <laughs> traded to the Kings, I was in New York, and I stopped in the middle of the street, and, like, a person ran into me. I was so shocked, because I was like, the Blackhawks traded, like, three players, and the Kings picked the worst one <laughs> to take. So I have not been happy about Daniel Carcillo. Like, in one of the preseason interviews he did, he said he's played 50 games in the last um, two seasons. And for a minute was like, oh, is this guy going to be Dustin Penner's replacement? I was not stoked about that. But actually, he hasn't been he hasn't been completely outstanding or anything during the preseason, but he's been a lot stronger than I was expecting actually. He um, bumped somebody off the puck last night and and sort of kept a shift alive in a way that I was like, oh, I kind of respect you for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. There were times when he, like, forced a turnover, and I leaned over to Chanel, and I was like, I think I I think I might end up liking Carcelo. <laughs> right. I think this might be okay. Yeah, and then in the last game against Anaheim, him and Jordan Nolan had a two-on-one opportunity that would have been insane had they been able to actually bury the goal. Like, I mean, they, they had a good shot. It was kind of impressive because I didn't expect to have those two players have Those words have chance. never been spoken in the <laughs> right. history of hockey. <laughs> Carcillo, Nolan, on a breakaway. <laughs> No. And it's like something people like are two excited one. about? No. Okay. That we just sent all caps texts to each other yeah, being like, yeah. this cannot be a real thing that is happening in 2013. Right. So it was like a good moment. Um, and I think actually sort of contributes to why finally today the Kings made their last roster cuts and sent Lyndon Vay, Tyler Toffoli, and Tanner Pearson all back to Manchester, which at the end of last season, people were like, oh, Toffoli's going to be on the roster all the year. But suddenly you have players, and that was the other thing, I was like, oh, maybe Daniel Carcillo was brought to the Kings in a way to make people like Jordan Nolan step their game up. Like, there, we knew there was going to be a defenseman battle, but I think they brought in just enough players to sort of make everybody realize, if I want to stay here, I have to do my job. And so far in the preseason, it seems like they have a wealth of options. And so they could send people like Toffoli back down. I mean, I think Toffoli will be back, but now he's, for now he's going back to Manchester, which is interesting. He'll definitely see action during the season, especially if people get injured or what have you. I mean, obviously we're not going to be worried about good old Top Titty. <laughs> he can be Top Titty in Manchester. That's fine. Yeah. I was Yeah, so I'm excited to see them play eventually uh, for the Kings. And Tanner Pearson had, like, a breakout preseason camp situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was I for a second I was like what if Tanner Pearson ends up the one on the roster and Tyler Toffoli gets sent back to Manchester because people were suddenly in love with Tanner Pearson and another probably another example of somebody who has made or delayed their real debuts or like in Toffoli's case a longer sort of run with the Kings is a player like Fratton who came in and Daryl Sutter was like, all right, it's his job to lose when it came to sort of that second line left wing position. And he didn't lose it to Daniel Carcillo. Not that I was ever particularly worried about that, <laughs> but he ended up being the player with the most points in the preseason. Drew, similar to Nolan, like, was really good at drawing penalties in the games that he played in uh, yeah. and giving the Kings power play opportunities. I really like Matt Fratton. I didn't know anything about him really other than his sordid past that made Dean Lombardi fall in love with him and I'm still kind of upset that nobody's like asked Dean Lombardi to just straight up wax poetic about how much he loves Which Matt is Fratton. why I love that he's on the second line. It's like <laughs> yeah. second chance second line that's happening there. Like you have weird team problems where everyone's like stop drinking 
teenage like person who has millions of dollars in your early 20s yeah. like it's like come on guys and they're all playing great hockey so right. i am in love with a narrative like that oh yeah yeah so is dean lombardi <laughs> that's true thing that's true um but now, after seeing him play some, I'm excited about what Matt Fratton can do on this team. Just beyond sort of the narrative point, I'm like, oh, a player I could like. Cool. Oh, this is what everyone wanted Dustin Penner to do, slash B. Right. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Here's what happens when your second line left wing has a real function consistently. Um, or at least I hope it's consistent. We'll see now that the regular season has started. But it seems promising so far. Something that didn't end up really being a battle and, like, we didn't think it was going to be. And then it kind of seemed like it might become a battle. Goalies. Kings obviously traded Jonathan Bernier, um and got Matt Fratton and also Ben Skirvins, who's a backup goalie. It seemed like, all right, it's Skirvins' job. But then suddenly they invited former King Matthew Garon to try out. But Matthew Garon let go. Yeah. I'm not particularly surprised. But it I- did seem like for a hot second. Yeah, it was just very strange. Everyone just assumed, all right, we traded Bernier, we got Scrivens, that's that's it, right? Like, we're done with the whole goalie talk yeah. after we've, like, after the Kings found a spot for Bernier to play in. And then this came in, but I am excited for Scrivens. Oh, me too. I love watching Scrivens yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like, I mean, you know, grown, like, he's got more years in the league than Scrivens at this point, but he's... It didn't work out the first time. It wasn't really working any better in the preseason. I think at this point, also, Scrivens has really earned that position. Oh, I can't wait We to didn't see. need to trade away our French-Canadian goalie for another French-Canadian goalie. Yeah, let's, let's mix fine. it up. I'm fine Let's mix that. it up a little. Come on. <laughs> all right, so now that we've gone through all of preseason, Diane, is there anything in particular that you're excited about for the Kings this season? How do you think they're going to do? Any teams you want to see them face? What's up? I am always cautiously optimistic about like being excited about um about sports so i am waiting for the season to start like that's all i can really say i am cautiously optimistic um in terms of games that i'm excited to see though i'm very excited to see uh the the kings play the flyers um because it'll be jeff carter's first game like i i didn't realize that he just never got a chance to to play the flyers as yet a king. as a king and yeah. I am, once again, with the, the whole narrative of the situation, would love to see him um, skate against the Flyers and then get a hat trick and then punch someone. <laughs> Gordy Howe hat trick. That's what I'm upset about, actually, is <laughs> in the preseason game where he had a goal and then had a rare assist. Very and rare I assist. I was like, somebody please just fight Jeff Carter right now. Like, just a little. Like, not enough. Like, don't hurt the face. Don't hurt the face. We've already been through that. Enough trauma there. We saw, we saw the no teeth stitches business yeah, that happened. Yeah. That, it, doesn't, that doesn't need to happen again. It, we've lived through it. I get it. But somebody should fight him just a little. Just so... Jeff Carter could have a Gordie Howe. That's what I want from this season, is for Jeff Carter to have the Gordie Howe hat trick. For, for Jeff Carter to get the Gordie Howe instead of Mike Richards. <laughs> right? Because yeah. who should really be having a Gordie Howe hat trick if it's Mike Richards? <laughs> but it's unexpected, which is why I want it. And I feel like people missed out on a very important and rare opportunity <laughs> the other night. I 100% agree. <laughs> um, but I am also, uh, it would be really special, actually, if it was against the Flyers. That would entertain me a lot. Um, See, we're atten- we're entertained by sports and by you know the whole technical hockey game and all that jazz, but also if people would just punch each other, yeah, and for our own amusement. I mean, if the technical stuff could fit into a narrative that is funny to me, yes, 
that would be the ideal situation. Then it's the the whole package. Um, But yeah, I'm also looking forward to Jeff Carter playing as a king against the Flyers. I want to see if they boo him at all, or as much as they do in Columbus. Oh my gosh, I hope they boo him so much. (laughs) I mean, I don't see why they would, since he sort of got traded away. It wasn't like rumors about how unhappy he was and couldn't wait (laughs) to leave. Um, but, But we'll see. What other games am I super excited to see? I am thinking actually a lot about the playoffs already. Um, <laughs> I know that's super far away, but uh, basically, this, is a, this isn't at all jinxing. Anything. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Do well, make it to the playoffs. We were talking uh, last night as we were drinking about sort of ideal playoff matchups and whatnot. And and now that the Kings have gotten their revenge on, like, the Sharks, I'm cool. I don't necessarily need to see another King Shark series in the playoffs this year. It would be fun. It always is. Um, but I would like maybe to finally have that freeway face-off rivalry, like, step it up and become a real rivalry in the playoffs. I would like the Kings to have as many opportunities as possible to um, beat the Blackhawks. <laughs> I would like for Phoenix to fall into the ocean. Yeah. We um, don't need that. At all. No. Uh, Bailey tweeted out how he was like, oh, I'm having visions of, like, uh, Kings, Leafs, what did he call it? A Love Guru Stanley Cup Final? Which, if that could really happen. If anyone hasn't seen The Love Guru, oh, <laughs> dear God, please go see The Love Guru. Please see The Love Guru and just clutch it to your bosom. Um, I think the most important thing really is just to watch the scene where the Kings and the Leafs are supposedly in the Stanley Cup final (laughs) and Justin Timberlake is the goalie. So if we could just make that real life where Jonathan Quick is essentially Justin Timberlake in the Stanley Cup final this year and he, again, in life, beats Jonathan Bernier, that would be entertaining mostly for me. And also, the Kings would have the cup again. So There would be a lot of, like, Jonathan puns. Right, right. NHL.com headline writers, you know, get ready for it. Right. And just that very unfortunate So that's narrative. where I'm at, super in the future. <laughs> um, in a way that is obviously completely rational, since the season has literally not started yet. But if we're talking more immediately, I think I'm just excited to see uh, Eastern Conference teams that we didn't get to see last season. I kind of missed it. I'm looking forward to seeing all of the teams. Um, There are a lot of kind of big-name trades or big-name moves, and so I'm excited to see how those teams play together, how things mesh. Especially because the Kings didn't really have any huge trades. I mean, like, the Barnier trade, but even for Kings fans, like, we expected that. (laughs) So Yeah, there's not any, like, huge wholesale, uh, like, roster moves. Right, right. Like, the core is still there, so the general identity of the team hasn't changed at all, whereas, you know, you have top-line Tyler Sagan on the Dallas Stars, (laughs) so, like, that's definitely a change for them, or, you know, whatever. I think that's what I'm most interested to see is how the Kings match up against these teams that are supposedly super improved (laughs) over the offseason, and whether or not they can hold their own. I think they'll be fine, for the most part. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. We say... I mean, I'm already picturing them in the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Big hit and down. I'm not sure he's okay. Uh, There's no question that this one's a penalty. A large five-minute major penalty power play for the Kings. To end the show, we're going to try to do this thing we want to call five-minute major headlines. That's where we talk about news around the league. For technically five minutes, it's not going to happen. It'll happen. We'll do it. All right. First, we're going to start with Phil Kessel, because uh, out of all of the suspensions that people got, his, like, two-hander got three preseason games, which is kind of a ridiculous 
suspension. Phil Kessel, in general, has brought the hilariousness to himself. Like, I mean, he brought it on, on himself this entire preseason. And I was, when I heard about his suspension, I was extremely angry <laughs> because I drafted that dumb potato onto my fantasy <laughs> league and then he immediately got suspended. <laughs> I mean, I know it's just the preseason and so it really <clears throat> doesn't have any uh, effect on the, the season itself. But I was like, Phil Kessel, get it together. <laughs> I can't wait to cheer for that tumor um, during the Olympics, though. Oh, my God. I'll be quite excited. <laughs> yeah, now I'm calling him, yelling at him, calling him a potato. But then he will be American hero <laughs> Phil Kessel, along with American hero Trevor Lewis. <laughs> Trevor Lewis. to see him chop at somebody <laughs> during the gold medal game. Get suspended somehow for that. And I won't be able to play in our imaginary Kings Leafs final. Oh, yeah. See? Phil Kessel. Well, he'll be the enemy he's then, already so dis- it's fine. He's already disappointing me. The season has not started. Nothing has happened. From after that glamour shot, it all went downhill. The best part, though, about the same incident where, you know, Phil Kessel decided to take some wax at John Scott was, for Kings fans anyway, Jonathan Bernier finally getting his goalie fight. Because still, the greatest gift ever is... Jonathan Bernier going up to the blue line looking at uh, Corey Crawford Crawford being like, hey, buddy. Like, so hard. And I I think a lot of people were surprised that Jonathan Quick hadn't gotten into a fight yet. But come on. Like, anybody who watched that Blackhawks game, like, Bernier had literally been on the ice for a few minutes and was so ready to go. So ready to fight. I just sort of imagine that as he was sitting around being backup goalie, he just practiced, like, very quickly getting his arm out of his, like, (laughs) chest protector to then be able to, like, lay down some punches. Oh, he was set. And, I mean, he endeared himself to Toronto with that one move. Yeah. Pretty damn, like, pretty damn hard. Um, Do you think Jonathan Bernier is going to get booed? I don't think so. No, I I mean, unless it's by, like, dumb Kings fans, or obviously if he gets injured on the ice, and then they'll boo him. Well, yeah. (laughs) Because we're terrible. boo. Um, but otherwise, no. I think anybody who's paying attention had to know that Bernier was going to get traded eventually because any goalie in the system at this point, at this point, is not going to usurp Jonathan Quick. It's just not going to happen for the Kings. Speaking of goalies, Tim Thomas has come out of his bunker and he decided that he wants to play professional NHL hockey again. What? But where? But where what? shall Tim Thomas go? And that is Florida. I just want to say that now a lot of news people are talking about how Florida is sort of their dark horse team and they could do big things because now they have like Jonathan Huberto who won the Calder. They've got some potential. They, you know, got a high draft pick that people were excited about this year. Barkoff is looking good, yeah. And now they've got Tim Thomas. But Diane and I invented... <laughs> Panthers 2014. Okay, we had like a super drunken, deranged conversation because we were looking at draft picks. We realized that Ed Jovanovsky was drafted first overall in 1994 to the Florida Panthers. Yeah. And that he hadn't won a cup. And it just, you don't need to know the specifics. It just devolved into us yelling, win a cup for Ed. Win a cup for Ed. Panthers 2014. Jovo Cup. Jovo Cup. That's what they call him. That's what I was told. I know, but it sounds like RoboCop, and that's all I can think about. Um, So we invented it. 
if the Panthers do end up surprising a lot of people, I just want you guys to know that we were there first. We were into the Florida Panthers before it was cool. We probably would have gone to that afternoon game nobody went to. One, I don't know if it's ever going to be cool to be a Florida Panthers <laughs> fan. So before, after, during, there really is no time period to be like <laughs> so we have nothing to a worry cool about. <laughs> Florida Panthers fan. Uh, okay. Speaking of things happening before it was cool, uh, Sidney Crosby broke his jaw. Uh, seriously, before it was cool, because now yeah. there's two people Already with broken jaws. In the preseason, Sam Gagne tweeted that terrifying picture of his face, um, and then also during that same Buffalo Toronto fight, uh, rookie forward Corey Trop busted up his jaw. Unfortunate for him. So he's out like five weeks. Sam Gagne is out indefinitely, but people are saying maybe 20, 20 games, which is really unfortunate. For mm-hmm. the Oilers. Mm-hmm. And and for me, because he had a good face. All right. I think that's all we have for our first episode of Thanks, Bud. Um, but actually, before we go, we should probably tell people why it's called Thanks, Bud. That's probably true. Um, so, one, it's just a thing that hockey players tend to say to each other a lot. And so now we say it to each other constantly, me and Diane and some of our friends. Um, but also, more specifically, there was a podcast episode with Cabby Richards from TSN where he was saying to Jeff Carter that... It doesn't matter what anybody texts Jeff Carter, like to compliment him on a goal or something. All he sends back is six letters, THX, beauty. Thanks, bud. All the time. <laughs> I don't, it cracked us and everyone else we know up, and so we all said it sarcastically to each other, and now in real life, yeah, all the time. So when we were like, all right, let's do this podcast thing, we didn't know what to call it, and then that just seemed natural. And it helps that Jeff Carter is... Yeah. Uh, on the cakes. <laughs> yeah. Nice Jeff Carter reference um, without actually being an obvious Jeff Carter reference. There will be a lot of those. What? There will be more obvious <laughs> Jeff Carter references, too. I mean, why not? Sure. Um, but yeah, that's what we got. We'll be back uh, again next week and hopefully every week after that, assuming that we um, don't go to more events where we get hungover. <laughs> yes. Like, I am a little bit today. Yep. Uh, but look, I still made it, so congratulations yeah. to me. Well, we're not hungover and then drive for the next six hours. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, as they say. Yeah. And we'll see you next Sunday. Later, guys. Bye.